Welcome back to the second episode of our Quick Bites series. I'm Cynthia Samanian, your host of the Experiential Table. I'm also the creator of Cooking Class Business School, where I help culinary pros, including chefs, bakers, registered dietitians, and more, learn how to create and market profitable online cooking classes. I want to help you create a business that gives you more fulfillment, flexibility, and freedom in your life. In case you missed our last episode, this week we're doing something new. Instead of just getting one episode, I'm dropping a new episode every day through Friday as part of my Quick Bites series. This series is originally from my recent Facebook Live and YouTube videos. I got such great feedback from my community, I couldn't help but share the videos with you here on the podcast. Now on to today's topic. We are talking about one of the biggest mistakes I see business owners make when growing their business. They treat their business like a birthday party. Don't know what I mean? Keep on listening. So the birthday party problem, right? Let's talk about it. When I was younger, maybe this was the same with you. I would have birthday parties, nothing crazy like kids these days. I mean, they were pretty modest, but I remember deciding who to invite and wanting to invite everyone because I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I didn't want to exclude someone. I had anxiety about forgetting one of the girls that, you know, was a friend of a friend. And, you know, we didn't have unlimited funds, so it wasn't like we were going to invite the whole school. But at the same time, it was just kind of like, okay, we're going to invite everyone because excluding people is bad, right? You don't want to hurt people's feelings. And if you tell them you're not invited to the party, that's a pretty mean thing you can do to a child, right? Everyone wants to be invited to the party. So that's fine when it comes to birthday parties, but your business is not a birthday party. And what I want you to take from that is that it is your job to exclude people. Take a deep breath with me. I know you're like, wait, what? Yes, it is your job as a business owner, as a marketer, to help people understand if your experience is good for them or if it's not a good fit for them. That's okay, right? It's not personal. We're not hurting anyone's feelings here. But if you are everything to everyone, if you try and cater to every single person in this world, you will be doing an average job at best because we all have unique needs. So I'm going to talk more about exactly how you can get around that. What are my tips to really focus on who your ideal audience is? But I will tell you that everyone is not your audience and that is a good thing. Embrace the fact that you are able to exclude people. It is okay. In fact, Seth Godin is one of my mentors. I read all of his books. His podcast, Akimbo, is fantastic. I highly recommend you check it out. He has a book called This Is Marketing. He talks about this concept a bit more. And it's just, it's brilliant. You want to let people know, like, this is not for you, and that's okay. Or this is for you, and here's why. You don't want something that is for everyone, like I said. And why is that? Well, think about it. If you were creating an experience that worked effectively for every single person, and here we're talking about online cooking classes, right? We'll just take an example. If you were going to teach sushi making, you could teach sushi to anyone, right? Anyone. Sure. 
But how much more interesting could your class be? How much more relevant, how much more focused could your sushi making class be if you were teaching teens? How you teach teens might be very different than how you teach retirees or how you teach a young couple out on a date. You could be teaching the exact same thing, which is basically the skills and techniques to make sushi, but how you teach it, the experience, how you weave in your story could be very different depending on your audience. So that's just one way to think about it. And remember, like if you go all in on serving that audience, you could do an amazing job. And that's actually what gets people talking. That's what gets that word of mouth going. So I don't want to jump too far ahead because I'm going to talk more about the benefits of being hyper-focused with your audience. But I will say this, if you are posting on Facebook, if you're on Instagram, you know, constantly going on live, maybe you've even dipped your toes in Clubhouse and you're just not growing your audience, it's very likely due to the fact that you are not being clear enough in who you serve and who you don't serve. Now, you don't have to say this isn't for you, but you can definitely say this is perfect for you if boom, 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 right? What are the things? What are you really, you know, who are you helping? So let's talk more about what that means. But remember, your business is not a birthday party. Everyone is not invited. And that is a good thing. It is okay to exclude people. Now, I touched on this a little bit before, but just so you know, this thinking really applies to the online business space. Why? Because it's crowded. (laughs) So if you have a brick and mortar business, if you teach in-person cooking classes in your town, you may not need to worry so much about this, right? Sure. Everyone is welcome to your school. That's fine. We're not talking about millions of people. When you are in the online space, it's crowded, right? There are thousands of people teaching online cooking classes. Now they're not you, right? They're not teaching it the same way you are. So, you know, while there is competition, only you can teach what you want to teach. So let's be clear on that. I don't want you to be scared by the competition, but just know that it is a noisy space and to break through the noise, you've got to stand out. So if you keep posting on social media, if you keep doing all the things I mentioned earlier, and you're just not growing your audience, it's because they haven't found you yet. Your ideal student, they are out there. They just haven't found you. So what you need to do is be very specific about who you serve. Who is your ideal student? You know, not just thinking about gender and other demographic info, but tapping into psychographics. Like what do they believe in? What do they care about? What is their attitude towards cooking? So there's so much more that you can dig into. Now, Like I said, the reason why you need a niche down is because the online space is crowded and it's just such an important part of being able to stand out. Now, you may look at some culinary instructors who have been doing this for a while or even celebrity chefs and say, well, Cynthia, they don't have a niche. Well, that's because they already have an audience, right? So you didn't always need to have a niche. But if you are getting started right now and you don't have a large following on social media and you know perhaps you are kind of new to this online marketing space, you have to enter with a niche. Now, your niche doesn't have to be something that you stick with forever. It's an entry point, right? It's a way to break through the noise, attract your ideal student, and then over time, you can decide to evolve your niche, expand it into related niches. So you're not like pigeonholing yourself in something forever. Don't worry, you do have room to expand. But in the beginning, people need to know who you serve, who you don't serve, what you teach, 
What is your story? What is your draw to that topic? It's really important because ultimately people want to be able to know what to go to you for. I talk about this a lot in my program. You know, we like to bucket people and things, right? That's just how our brain works. So, you know, a lot of people come to me and say, Hey, Cynthia, do you know someone who could teach a Greek cooking class? Or do you know someone who could teach a keto class? And in my head, I'm thinking, who do I know? Who do I know? Greek keto, right? And I'm not thinking about that person who teaches everything under the sun. That just doesn't stick in my brain, right? What actually, you know, is something that I can remember is, oh yeah, so-and-so is the keto expert. I'll send her your way. So just remember, that's how people reference other people. That's how they remember and recall what you're all about. So we've got to make it easy and give them a niche that they could hold on to. So when you decide to niche down, and this could be a whole nother video in and of itself, just from like a high level perspective, defining your niche could be based on what you teach, who you teach, or possibly both. So in my earlier example, it could be teenagers, it could be sushi, or it could be teenagers who want to make sushi. I mean, that's definitely a niche. But beyond that, you know, a lot of it is about you and what drives you and what motivates you. So when you're thinking about your niche, I don't want you to go do a bunch of market research because you'll find research that will support just about anything you want. Your niche and what your passion is, who you're really excited to teach is something you only know. So we do this a lot in cooking class business school, especially in the beginning. I help my students think about their unique brand story. So why do they love to teach? You know, who specifically do they like to teach? What areas of expertise do people come to them to get advice for? Right. And these are all questions that I ask to help uncover what your unique brand story is. And that helps drive this decision process of figuring out what your niche is. It can be really complicated and it can be really simple. It just depends on where you are and how much time you've spent to really dig deep and think about who you enjoy serving, what you enjoy teaching, and more importantly, why. What is the why behind it? So once you know your niche, and remember with your niche, what you're doing is you're telling the market that you are creating services for this specific audience or this specific set of needs, right? We're not inviting everyone to the party. We are keeping it focused and excluding people who don't fall in that bucket. And that is okay. I'm going to keep saying that because I know we're like, we don't want to exclude people. It's a good thing. So when you've done that, Here's the magic that happens because trust me, it's happened in my own business. I have narrowed my niche further and further each time I launch cooking class business school to a place where I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. And then I find another way to narrow it even more. What happens when you've really honed in on your audience and focused on them and their needs? It's amazing. They will basically think that you've read their mind. (laughs) So your ideal student will say things like, oh my gosh, Cynthia, you took the words out of my mouth, right? So when I market my program, when you talk about your classes, when you talk about the pain points that your ideal student has, right? This is all content you can use in your Instagram posts, on your Facebook posts. When you talk about the pain points, their desires, their needs, their wants, if you are so in tune with your audience because you've spent the time to be focused on them, you will be able to start talking like them. And what that just means to them is that you see them, you hear them, you understand them. And that's all we want as humans, right? We want to be understood. So if you are able to really get to know your ideal student to the point where 
you are crafting marketing language and content that makes them feel like they're looking in the mirror. Nothing beats that. That is so powerful. And you better believe they're going to be excited to go to your online cooking class because you're speaking directly to them rather than someone who could be teaching the same exact topic, but they teach 20 other things. Are they going to understand your ideal student as well as you do? Of course not. And that is really powerful. That goes a long way. So when you do that, they're going to have a great experience, of course, right? When they come into your class, you've thought about them, you know what their unique needs are. And now because they had a great experience, they're more likely to talk about you, tell their friends about you, maybe even tell your family members, their employers, other people who are like them, because they know that, okay, people like us go to these classes taught by so-and-so. This is our community, right? I've heard really great stories of people from CCBS. They have an email list and someone on that list forwards the email to a friend of theirs. And next thing you know, that friend is signing up for the class because, you know, birds of a feather flock together, right? So if you, you know, have someone who is a perfect student in your program, whether it's like a series, a one-off class, a membership, and, you know, they have other friends who are just you know, similar to them, maybe have the same diet, the same lifestyle, the same needs, desires, they're going to forward that to their friends and bring their friends along, right? So it goes a very long way with loyalty and word of mouth when you're able to go deep and truly target a niche. Now, I know most of you might you know, be a little hesitant because niche seems small, right? And we want to be big, but remember, it's just a place to start. And more often than not, the niche that you think is small is much larger than you would have ever thought. When you kind of get down in there, scrape off the surface and realize, oh my gosh, like there are a lot of people who want what I have to offer, you'll be blown away and you may even feel tempted to niche down further. Trust me on that. So don't let the numbers scare you. If you are trying to be everything to everyone, you're actually not going to sell as many classes as if you were more focused. This is just how it works. So it isn't even about selling more or not by going after a bigger market. Sometimes that's a fallacy. We think, well, if we go after a bigger market, we'll just sell more classes. That's not true because people can't even find you, right? People don't even know you exist because you are getting lost amongst all the other instructors out there. So think about it. I want you to think about where you could be in a year. If you focused on a smaller audience, if you decided to kind of put your fears aside, because trust me, I know it's scary. And if you could just put that aside and say, if I wasn't scared to go niche, what niche would I choose? Why would I choose that niche? How would that feel? How would it feel if you could teach what you love, like that specific topic or that specific area of your expertise, teach what you love? Two people who you love to teach. So maybe it isn't bounded by age or other demographic info. Maybe it's psychographics, like I mentioned earlier. It really doesn't matter. But we all know that there are those people you love to teach. I have my favorites. We all do, right? We're people. So who are the types of people you love to teach? And if you could teach them anything, what would it be? I want you to sit on that and think about, okay, a year from now, where would I be if I followed through with it? I tell you what. You would have more clarity in your business. People would know exactly what you do and who you do it for. 
You also know what you do and who you do it for. With clarity, you have focus. And with that comes results. So you would have traction. You would start to get momentum. People would start coming to you, you know, corporate clients, whoever your dream clients are, they're coming to you because they know what you're all about. And you'll get to a place where you are not having to do that marketing grind every single day to find your audience because they are coming to you. They're coming to you through referrals. They're coming to you through word of mouth because you've done such a good job making it clear who you serve and who you don't serve. So I hope this video was helpful. I know I gave you some tough love, but I want you to dare yourself to go niche. I want you to try. And think about, you know, if you weren't scared about going too small, what would you teach? Who would you teach it to? And dream big, right? So focus on a niche, but dream big about where you could be a year from now. And by big, I don't mean a big audience. I mean, these like big, exciting moments, like having people come to you, getting so much referral business that you don't know what to do with them. You have to hire instructors to work with you. How amazing would that be? So I will leave you with this. Final, final tidbit, as I shared at the beginning, remember, your business is not a birthday party. It's okay to exclude people. In fact, it is the right thing to do. You have limited time, limited resources. And if you think you are serving everyone, you're actually serving no one. And that's not why you're doing this, right? You're doing this because you want to make a difference. You're doing this because you want to help people see that culinary light that you have, right? There are lots of reasons why you are all doing this work. I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I know that there's a range of reasons, but at the end of the day, for you to actually impact people, reach more people, change more people's lives, you have to be very specific on who those people are. And that's it for today's Quick Bite episode. Tomorrow is going to be extra juicy, so I don't want you to miss out. If you're having a hard time growing your audience, then make sure you come back and listen. Now, if you're loving what you're learning in these episodes, here is your next step. I'm teaching a free masterclass called the four-step framework for profitable online cooking classes. I'm sharing the three biggest mistakes I see culinary pros make and my three secrets on what to do instead. At the end of the masterclass, you'll walk away with the same signature four-step framework I teach my students in cooking class business school. So if you want a sneak peek, be sure to sign up at hiddenrhythm.com slash masterclass. I'll be back with another Quick Bites episode tomorrow. Talk soon. 